the fire. You know, I see that in my work all the time. I mean, there are psychologists today that are making huge impacts in people's lives just by telling them that the world is broken and life is rough. They're not sugarcoating everything, right? They're telling them the truth. But they're also telling them that they can be responsible agents in the world and they can have the choice to do what is right and good and beautiful. People are gravitating to that. Welcome to Through the Fire, Cutting Through the Passions, Clearing the Smoke, of the cultural confusions of the world today. Talking God's love and God's solutions from a biblical Christian worldview. And now, here's your host, Marie and Gregory Seltz. The doctors are in. (laughs) Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to Through the Fire, Mm -hmm. where we try to cut through the chaos in the culture today with a sanctified common sense that comes from God's Word. Our topic today is about challenging the teardown culture, Mm -hmm. challenging it. It's more than cutting through the chaos. It's realizing that the chaos might indeed be self-inflicted, even seditiously purposeful. I mean, I think people are doing a lot of this stuff we're seeing on purpose, and that shocks people when Mm -hmm. you start to look at it that way. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And there's disagreement regarding our role in this arena. So Mm -hmm. what do you think? Do we as Christians have a role to play, to push back on the vulgar, tear-down spirit? I mean, should we even try to bring beauty and order back to our culture? Well, Marie, I think we do. And sometimes I think that people forget that God does want us to bring peace. Uh, You know, it may be temporal peace or beauty to the places where we live. And that peace includes things like temporal peace, order, beauty, kindness, civility, uh, the best that, even though we're sinful human beings, the best that we can bring, even as we share the perfect work of Jesus, the gift of his forgiveness and eternal life as a gift for all. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. yes. But, yeah, so that God wants us to bring peace to the places we live. Yeah. I like those virtues of peace, order, beauty, kindness, civility. Have we forgotten to do that? Are we neglecting to do that? Well, I mean, this is a real issue because sometimes people think, well, that's the, you know, we're not supposed to worry about those worldly things. But, man, this place can get a lot worse if we don't try to bring some of that, those blessings there. So, again, I'm not really exactly sure how to answer totally. Let's just say it this way. Um Uh, and put the best construction on it. I don't think people are neglecting it, Mm -hmm. but I think they're often taking it for granted Mm -hmm. how these things are done. So when I say that we have a responsibility to bring beauty, order, civility back to our culture, um, it's proclaiming even living according to how God has created and ordered uh, the world. And we've got to make that a priority in our lives, Mm -hmm. in our communities. So it's the beauty of the family. It's the beauty of being in awe of the sacredness of life, of Mm -hmm. valuing civility again. Oh my gosh, wouldn't it be nice to live in a civil culture again? You know, when you start rejecting the coarseness of the language and how people treat one another, um, rebuilding where so many are doing nothing more than tearing things down today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've talked candidly on this program how it's going to get even tougher and tougher for Christians in the coming years. Mm -hmm. I mean, look what's happening today. I mean, those who are you know, so-called secular progressives are using our language, using words like equality, humility, civility, service to promote very ugly things like abortion 
abortion, sexual perversion, the destruction of the family is a beautiful unit uh, uh, comprised of a mother, a father, a child. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're even seeking the negation of the beauty of God's created order, which is the complementarianism of male, female, mm-hmm. with the uniqueness of each sex. I mean, the beauty of protecting our girls, teaching chivalry to our boys, parenting them to be what God created them and redeemed them to be. I mean, that's being called cis, right? Cisgender and all that. I mean, chivalry and parenting, uh, it really has a purpose. Yeah. And, you know, and and by the way, uh, if you're just a person who believes in the moral, ethical views of life, too, I mean, people of goodwill are being cast aside, too, you know, of of different faiths who have the same moral tradition. So I think it's time to realize that that someone has been tearing things down, and I mean impulsively, Mm -hmm. uh, or or even, let's go with this way, covering up the beauty of the world that God has ordered with sinful, cheap imitations. It's like covering up uh, beautiful wood floors in some of the beautiful homes of 100 years ago, (laughs) covering them up with plywood. Shag carpeting. (laughs) Shag carpeting. (laughs) Oh, but I love the two-inch shag. Oh, stop. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but then when you go to remodel, Model or repair, uh, you, you don't merely re-carpet, you rip it up, you rip up the cheap plywood, and then you get down to those beautiful floors, right? Mm-hmm. And you reclaim them. And I think that's what's happening in our society, and that's the challenge for us. So, you know, the beauty of sex and intimacy in marriage is being cheapened with one-night stands, yes. divorces, children growing up without fathers. And, and so God, I think he's calling us to keep painting his beautiful picture, Mm, I like um, that. Yeah, I do too, because so, that's what we were created, redeemed, and graced to be. Painting his beautiful mm-hmm. picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, one of my favorite Bible verses is Philippians 4, 8, 9, right? Okay. Um, that talks about believers focusing on beauty. And it says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm -hmm. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, Put it into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Hey, you know, you're you're stealing my thunder. That's that's usually <laughs> what I bring to the, to this uh, discussion. <laughs> well, I have verses too. You well, know. I know you do, and I'm just saying, you know, and we think we seem to think about everything else but what you just read, right? Mm-hmm. Well, so keep going. Okay, I yeah, will. I will. Yes. Right. Okay. So you know, like that verse reminds us, our faith motivates us to use God's beauty, even amidst the chaos, callousness, and corruption that's all around. Mm-hmm. I mean, God's people. He calls us to not only see through such things, but to be people who bring God's beauty to the world in which we live. The world needs it. Yeah. We have so many blessings that are a result of people of faith trying to live excellent lives, not just for themselves, but for others. I mean, I give thanks every single day for the love we share as a family. I think of the many blessings that we have in our culture and from the efforts of people who were using their God-given talents and and gifts to bring blessings into this world and not just merely trying to take what they can get. And, you know, I think that's why when it comes to what's going on in culture, we can't merely take solace in fighting for our right to be ourselves Mm -hmm. or just to be left alone. And a lot of people are doing that right now. I'm not saying that we don't need to fight for the right to be ourselves, though, but this kind of live and let live mindset uh, and just kind of leave us be, that can easily lull us to neglect the sharing of God's word in all of its fullness to every person in our lives, mm-hmm. our communities, also in our in our world, too, because mm-hmm. God's word is God's good word for them, too, mm-hmm. uh, and for us and for all. Yeah, it sounds like you're saying that we have to be known in the world at large as more than a church that fights for religious liberty, right. which is essentially 
central effort in your work in D.C. I mean, you're not softening your stance on that, well, though, are you? No way. But uh, but it is unfortunate that there are foes who would like to silence the voice of the church in our culture. And we Absolutely. Gotta, we got to fight to make sure they can't do that, mm-hmm. uh, especially to the church and her people. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, it's even worse than that. They'd like to redefine beauty and humanity in a whole different direction. But but I want people to know, and I, I do think my work in D.C. is really, really important, but mm-hmm. I want them to know it's it's a penultimate work. So let's say we win the battle of the freedom to speak the whole counsel of God without fear. Well, the re- work of rebuilding what has been torn down, restoring beauty, and then sharing God's good grace in Christ, that's just begun. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just a reminder, you know, and I want to remind people that, you know, it's okay to fight for the right to have a voice in the public square, but mm-hmm. it's... Uh, I think know, it's important to do it. Yeah, and that's yeah. what I'm saying. But that doesn't negate the fact that even if we win that, we got to be that voice mm-hmm. uh, when we have the freedom to do it. So mm-hmm. I just think we got to be ready, um, mm-hmm. ready to be the voice that clearly points out the ugliness, even the evil of much of the libertinism of our culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then let the debate begin. Um, and, you know, let's talk about, you know, what's what's oppressing us, if you will, that ugliness, the sexual libertinism of the 60s has been destructive to family, to women, to men, to children, to society. Um, think of some of the other things we're tearing down. We're tearing down our young people. Uh, we're telling them to tear down everything, and then what are they doing? They're replacing it with art and music that's misogynistic, provocative, mm-hmm. vulgar, yeah. and then even our entertainment mm-hmm. is getting so coarse and vulgar, too. We'd love to just uh, motivate each other to try to do what's right, but we seem to be doing as we please. And if you do that, this is what you get. Yeah. So, So, you know, we can't just say as Christians, live and let live, because Mm -hmm. God tells us to share his view on these things, right? That's right. I mean, God tells us to think about those things that are beautiful, like the verse I just, you know, talked about, and act on them, like you were saying. And, you know, as a a therapist, we, you know, practice this CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, where we we know that those things that we dwell on, the things that we think about are the things that we'll do, and that's what we become. So that's one of the reasons when you look at what Scripture says, it's just so profound and so wise. Get the inner dialogue right. That's right. Mm, And, and, you know, we can't say live and let live because even our actions are not meant to earn our way back to God, but to serve our neighbor, to love them as God loves us. Mm -hmm. And our spiritual and psychological health depends on being able to take note of ourselves and then look to God for our resources, our direction, even our definition of things. But okay, but what about people saying, hey, you Christians, you do-gooders, you hypocrites, you're all doing the same bad stuff as everyone else. So why, do, why not just drop the pretense? <laughs> well, Marie, that's a great point. And, and it is a challenge oftentimes to the church because it's right to Yeah, absolutely. Degree. You know, we're not yeah, backing we're, away Yeah, we're from just that. as bad, it, Well, and we aren't any different. I mean, we have the same struggles, the same uh, emotions, the same brokenness as everybody else. And so, again, I, the Bible actually says we're 100% sinners. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, we're not backing away from that one bit, but we know that our efforts alone, if we just left it to ourselves, so if we just joined in, we just merely create more chaos, more ugliness if we just do as we please. So the striving to do what God says is beautiful, right, good, and pleasing is seeking to honor God's authority in the life of all people as well as ours. So, yeah, just because we have the same problems doesn't mean that God's beauty and God's grace are less important. In fact, they're even more important. Right. You know, I read a a quote that someone put on uh, social media the other day, and they said, be unashamedly, unapologetically um, you, okay. and um, unabashedly you, you know? And mm-hmm. I thought, no, but what that's if you're not a jerk? good, because that's right. <laughs> you, you know, if you are a jerk, then you shouldn't be proud of it. You shouldn't. Yeah. 
B, you should apologize. But it's it's hard so, because the word authentic comes to mind too. Just be your authentic self. And that's what it's, yeah, authentic. Until you find out, you know, you find out that in all of us, that authentic <laughs> self is not the guy we even enjoy. Right. And then right. when you, see, that's why I would say, and when you find that out, now what do you do, yeah. you know? Yeah, exactly. So. so, you know, right. I mean, people miss the point of what doing, uh, of what doing good things is all about, yeah. right? I mean, it's trusting that God knows what is good and beautiful for us, even when we are unsure. Yeah, trusting him first. Yeah, trusting him, stuff. looking to him for definition, sure. all that, because we, we're, sometimes we're corrupt, man. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, oh, we don't even know that what we don't know. That's right, part we don't. of it, too. Exactly. So it's not mere, uh, just mere obedience, right? If the mm. Bible is merely a finger wagging, do this or don't do this, or you'll get into, or you'll get this kind of book. Mm. No, God's word in scripture does have, it does certainly have pro, uh, prohibitions that serve as protections. Right. And the beauty of it is that there's never any limits on love, joy, peace, patience, kindness and self-control because that's a, that's that's another, a life well you just i, I gotta jump because that's another powerful verse where paul says there's no limit to that kind of love at all right 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 because of him i mean right. we're limited in what we can do but if Correct. we live in him and through him right and he's mm-hmm. in us um that's a life where our passions and actions are empowered and empowering right. and beautiful rather than destructive and you are stealing my i'm good again yeah that's because i'm focused again. you are focused today. <laughs> you are really focused today i am i'm focused. so well but and so that's that's what I'm saying, Christians. That's one of the reasons why we have to contend for our spot in the conversation. We can't let this word just be put in the basement of our no. culture. So Christians have to speak God's no in this world. And I think it's we've already talked about how hard that is because we're just as broken by it. We're just as exposed by the clarity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we have to go further and say why God's moral ordering of the world is a call to beauty to awe, to wonder, to obedience, and, and, and service as these are good things. Mm-hmm. So they're not merely what we're supposed to do because we're told to do it. Um, we've got to be bold about seeking God's no because it always directs us to his yes on his terms for all of it. Yeah, and the movement today seems to enjoy the ugliness of tearing everything yeah, down. Yeah, it almost empowers. It almost gives people strength, you know? Mm-hmm. So before we, we move on, mm-hmm. do you want to say a little bit about more, maybe about your work in D.C.? Well, yeah, I, I do actually. You know, thanks for reminding me. Uh, there, again, we are in D.C. fighting for the public voice of the church and God's people. And what I mean by that is we're just saying, hey, we have First Amendment protections, and mm-hmm. we just want to exercise those things so that we can be that voice without the the government coercing us to say something else. So we want to learn, we want to teach people how to defend it, how to share it, how to voice it, because it leads to how to share the gospel too. So Mm -hmm. we always want to tell you it's always in service to sharing the gospel. We're not trying to politicize things. We're actually trying to take the politics out of a lot of these things. So you can go to our website, lcrlfreedom.org, lcrlfreedom.org. And we do have a new radio program, uh, the Liberty Alert. Uh, I do believe it's going to be uh, hosted on our website here at family uh, visionmedia.org Vision mm-hmm. too. So uh, look for that coming up, but it'll be the Liberty Alert, but it's actually going to be on radio station in Washington, D.C. too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. Thanks okay. for sharing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, we've been talking about the crass, tear-down spirit that's rampant in our culture today. Right. And uh, why is God's message of no so different from that? Now, that's also a great question because I when know. God says no, yeah, you're, you're on it today. <laughs> You know, but when God says no, and in fact, I do think that God's no, his moral prohibitions in Scripture are mm-hmm. going to be eventually classified as hate speech from 
lot of circles. Oh, sure. Because people sure. are being told you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, let's just, well, let's look at a few of God's no's in the Bible and how they're much different mm-hmm. than our teardown spirit. So when God calls us to account or to take a hard look at what we really are, it's to show us what we're missing mm-hmm. and, and what he wants to restore in us. So even if you start with the first one, which is you shouldn't have any other gods before me, you know, the mm-hmm. first commandment of the Bible. Really, it's saying he's the one who created, he's the one who redeems, he's the one who actually builds value and dignity in us. Mm-hmm. And so if God creates us and, and we matter, we have eternal purpose, we have eternal focus, we have an eternal identity that even helps us with our struggles of our own personal identities. Mm-hmm. And isn't everybody going through that today? Mm-hmm. Well, the Bible tells you to find your identity in God, not mm-hmm. to find even your identity in your works or whatever. Mm-hmm. And all of that is compared to the teardown spirit where we're nothing but an accident of mindless matter, and we do not matter, uh, and all we matter is is just what we can tear down. Mm-hmm. Um, so moral structures, you know, guides and empowers and protects us. That's the biblical view versus the no barriers, no inhibitions, no direction, which leads to chaos, hurt, brokenness, and, and more of it. So again, mm-hmm. that's all in the first commandment, in the first prohibition. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two issues. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, I see that in my work all the time. I mean, there are psychologists today that are making huge impacts in people's lives just by telling them that the world is broken right. and life is rough. They're not sugarcoating everything, right? They're telling mm-hmm. them the truth. But they're also telling them that they can be responsible agents in the world and they can have the choice to do what is right and good and beautiful. People are gravitating to that. They I mean, really are. Jordan Peterson, for example. Mm-hmm. I even have some of my more left-leaning friends who have recently discovered him calling me and telling me that, you know, they find him quite provocative. and, 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 and Thought-provoking, absolutely, ab- in a good way, In right? a good way. Yeah. Because you know, he's, he's a gentleman. Right. He's, he's never... Um, he's very honorable in his discussions, very even when people so. attack him. Absolutely. And sometimes it's because they really don't understand. No, they don't. And he doesn't and, and demean it's, it's them. It's hard to listen to them ask him questions sometimes. Yeah, it's painful. Because you're sitting there going, you have no idea what he just said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, go ahead. Yeah, so, you know, people are gravitating to that. Mm-hmm. You know, so... One of the things that um, Peterson has stated um, is that he says you should be humble enough to understand that if you can't order your own life, you shouldn't be trying to order any more complicated than that. Right. Anything more that's more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. And he talks about getting your own house in order first. Work on your character. Work on your skills. Be someone people can rely on. Don't be a weak, unreliable puff of hot air or a dredge <laughs> on society. Right. Well, we you always know? say this when we talk about bragging. We brag about Jesus because he's a savior for all, but we're very humble about applying his law and his ordering of the world because we know we're disordered too. You sure. know? And even when he calls us to himself, we got to get our life in order. So I look at it this way. Um, when God actually starts to order us or to put boundaries, it's like a combustion engine. You know, mm-hmm. you got fuel, you got fire, you got explosions. Um, and, you know, you talk about that power and the danger and how silly it would be just to let it do <laughs> as it wished, you know, mm-hmm. just unleash the destruction, let it devour everything mm-hmm. in its path. I mean, the people with the forest fires out in the West, I mean, just let it go. Um, no, no. 
But if you encase it, you direct it, you properly bind it, you put it under the hood of your car, that encased explosion drives you wherever you wish to go and whatever speed you want to go. It performs and directs that power, and that does it, and it doesn't destroy. Mm-hmm. And that's a, just a metaphor to me about all the, the appetites we have as humans and why they need to be directed mm-hmm. by our God. Yeah, God's moral structuring, which we don't just see written in the Bible, but right. his moral compass is written in the hearts and minds of people from all over the world, Yeah, too. we can see these culturally folks in yeah. every society in the world, mm-hmm. yeah, as a mm-hmm. reflection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it creates this this moral compass, you know, this moral structure, and it creates purpose, order, beauty, sacrifice. But ultimately, it directs us to God and to one another, Mm -hmm. not merely for our own selfish satisfaction, right? Uh, Right. Which is the Bible's very definition of sin. Yeah. Uh, Sin really, you know what the Bible means by sin is just that you're turned in on yourself. Mm -hmm. And you don't feel like you have to do anything for anybody else but what you what you please to do for yourself. So, mm-hmm. But here's some other no's from the Bible, too, that just, again, it just starts to reorient how we live life and, 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 and how we can start to build. So you shouldn't murder. Why? Because your life and the lives of others um, depend on all of us doing that. I mean, mm-hmm. otherwise human life becomes disposable <laughs> in ways that are unimaginable. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Um, mm-hmm. you, you know, not if you, <laughs> do you want to know the joys of intimacy? Do you want to know the beauty of love and service and kindness? Well, that's one of the, why the prohibition's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you if you want someone to trust you with your whole self and body and soul, that commandment should mean something to you. And then even mm-hmm. things like you shouldn't want to steal, you know, work for things because it's, it's the key to having some semblance of self-esteem. Mm-hmm. I actually worked for this and got paid for this. But here's what the Bible says. If you work for stuff, then you'll have something freely to give mm-hmm. because stealing dehumanizes people. Mm-hmm. And so again, you know, just you start to see how there's this and it points us to that. And we want to be the people that start to do the rebuilding mm-hmm. again. I mean, in so many things, it really is about trust, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's the heart of the matter. We're looking for friends and spouses with whom we can entrust the value of our life. Mm-hmm. I like the story you always share about uh, what a dad should say to the boy who wants to date his daughter, yes. right? So here's what you always say. The father comes to the boy with the keys to his own Corvette and mm-hmm. says, here, take it and have a good time. Right. And the boy can't believe it. He's overjoyed and overwhelmed and says, sir, I want you to know that I'll drive it slow. I'll park it carefully and I'll take very, very, very good care of it. Right. Trust me. Right. And then the father responds, and how would I feel, do you think, if you didn't return the car in mint condition and better than how it was when I gave it to you. And the boy says, well, you'd be very angry, and rightfully so. <laughs> and the father then says, son, if that's what that car means to me, just guess how much my daughter means to me and how concerned I am about you taking her out on this date. <laughs> and of course, I followed him, too. <laughs> Anyway. But you always t- tell that story. Well, no, I know, because, but that's uh-huh. right. It starts to go to, the, again, the value, the beauty, the awe, and then to be people who then treat things that are mm-hmm. uh, valuable. So uh, God's no, God's yes are all because he cares. Mm-hmm. And that view of things calls us to ultimately love, to bring what is beautiful uh, among what is ugly, to, to praise, to sacrifice, to commitment, indeed, all those virtues, because they make life worth living mm-hmm. in this world, and I should even say in the next. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, again, when you just start to think about it, there, first of all, there are some compromises we should never make, and mm-hmm. that's why the church and family are the first place to look for what matters and where we can practice these things. Mm-hmm. You know, look to God, look to each other first. And that's one of the reasons why, even in our work in politics, we know politics is a second 
secondary thing. Almost everybody thinks it's the most important thing mm-hmm. today. No. no. Uh, we just want uh, the, the freedom to be who we are so we can speak this. So politics is never going to solve these kinds of things. Right. And this still is a, mi- a mindset, you know, that's for sure. Uh, one that always seeks beauty over slovenliness. I thought you'd like to talk about that more today. <laughs> <laughs> beauty over slovenliness. Gregory? <laughs> well, I have to look at myself these days a little bit because I'm kind of keeping the standard up there. Well, it gives hope for us all. That's my point. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but seriously, practicing these mindsets are, you know, important. You know, it's a, a person would choose, you know, genuine poetry over silly jingles right. and orthodoxy over heresy and morality over libertinism. Yeah. Um, you know, one that takes... it's a seeking beauty, right? Right. Yeah. And one that takes care of the church better than the battlefield, the stadium, the sports car, you know, the vacation home. Like Jesus says, where your treasure is, there is your heart. And your heart is the real issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, striving for beauty ultimately points to the beauty of Christ's work in the world for everyone. Exactly. So mm-hmm. the church and, you know, God's people, that's you guys. Um, not only do we have to fight for the right to be ourselves in this in this time, and mm-hmm. that's just something we have to do, but we've got to commit ourselves to being rebuilders too, as much as sure. possible. And that starts, I, I, you know, we, you and I've talked about this a lot. It starts mm-hmm. with being in awe yeah. of the beauty of who God is, the one who created us and redeemed us in Christ. Yeah, and you're in awe of my beauty. <laughs> well, there's, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. That's why I'm a happy man. <laughs> I got you and I got Jesus. It's, it's great. <laughs> But but it but it but it goes to that though because you do I I say this to everybody listen she does make our house beautiful in, in each time there's always movements in our house and again it reflects the beauty of the things that God has put in the world and mm-hmm. I just said when you bring that to each other as, as Marie brings to me and I try to bring to her and then we try to bring it as a family out into the world I mean think about that's the Christian life lived most courageously in the world in which we live today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Be in awe of the God who created and redeemed us in Christ. And that's when the real work begins. Yeah. So, you know, the hard work of rebuilding culture of virtue and civility, it, it, I, I want to tell you again, it's part of our job as being Christians, even as we share the gospel. And it begins when we know that there's one thing in life. I always say this, you know, it's one of my favorite phrases. One thing in life that makes life worth living and people worth loving and work worth doing and leisure worth taking. And that one thing is a faith relationship mm-hmm. to the God who loves you and a love relationship with those who are in our lives. Yeah. I like to think about it this way. Always mm. keep first things first. Okay. Practice these things with those you love and those that love you. Branch out into the neighborhood, the workplace, the retail stores, any place you encounter people with this rebuilding spirit, okay. right? This bring the beauty spirit and challenge the teardown culture by relentlessly being a build-up kind of person, challenging the vulgarity, engaging it for the sake of of our culture, right? Uh, share the gospel. I mean, it's the only solution. And we get to be people, and I like what you just said, who strive relentlessly mm-hmm. to be such people in the community. And, mm-hmm. you know, they eventually they'll, Intentionally they'll know. Intentionally, Yeah, too. and they'll know we're Christians by our love and how we love one another. Sing it, honey. Sing it. But, but it, <laughs> when we say God's love, though, it's also saying God's no and God's yes. And I think sometimes That's people right. forget that, saying God's no and God's yes, God's way, and then let the hard work that we love to do mm-hmm. begin. Mm-hmm. So remember, there are two kinds of fire in the world. One that burns and consumes. And the one that burns and empowers. May God's word and God's love burn brightly in you, giving you strength to face any fire. Till next time, little embers. (laughs) I'm Marie. And I'm Greg. See See you soon. soon. 
Through the Fire is a production of Family Vision Media. FamilyVisionMedia.org.